Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it! Then we're done! And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Wednesday, April the 5th, 2023. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, y'all know I'm happy y'all are in the building because we got a big show on tap for you today. So let's take a look at the chat and see who we got in the building. Sean, what's happening? Marlon, Antonio, Ben Fellows in the building, my dog Jimbo. Good morning, good people. What's going on, Jimbo? How you doing, big dog? Tyler Pello in the building. Cold World TDE. A Spence. Zach in the building. Dynasty Barry. Uh, it's going to be a good show. Lindsey Mack in the in the crew. Eric Vanek, top dog. Man, we got a good show for y'all today. But y'all know I got to bring in my brother from another mother. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, baby? But yeah, big <laughs> show for us. We have a lot of things planned. We're very excited. And bam! Rocky off the jump. The people understand this is not a perfect show. This is what happens. And I have to signal to you that it is not me because I am always blamed for every issue that goes on with the show. But I understand that's just who, how who things put, go. How did you get uh, on mute? Who put you on mute? Right. You're Bro, doing you the, you're controlling you the stream. Ju- you're running the show. You're adding the guests. You're ma- I, I, I'm just saying. I, I saw it and I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. We've been here before. I've been muted on this show before, so I know what it looks like. But happy to be here. Happy everyone's here. Hope you got a good laugh off the jump because this will be a pretty fun show and I am excited for it. Yeah, I am excited because we got two special guests. We're going to do a little uh, little Destination Devi versus uh, Trades in 5 slash DD slash Player Profiler. Jay Rich, you're going to be representing for Team DD today. So I need you to take Player Profiler. Mix them up. I need you to take that trades and five guy. I need you to mix them up. There we go. You better, you better not let me down. But let's get the guest of honor in the building. Y'all know him from the show, from the stream. Dynasty Trades and Five, one of the sharpest dynasty managers on the face of the planet. My brother from another mother. You're not it anymore, Jay Rich. Since you messed up my intro, um, it's my dog Scott Connor in the building. Scott, what's up, baby? 
great to be here. I, I think I'm here probably because of the uh, critical comments from the previous mock drafts. I'm always <laughs> in the chat going, I don't agree with that pick. What are you guys doing? Explain yourself. That Debra one really, really triggered me from last week and a week later I'm here. So I'm and glad here to be here. Awesome to have this mock. And I, I think uh, I think with this mock, it's going to be a little more interesting than last week. So love to be with you guys. All right. And we're not done. We got Scott in the building. Jay Rich is here. I'm here. But I got another one of my guys, man. And y'all just don't know how much we chop it up offline. We don't really interact as much on the Twitter atmosphere. But I'm telling you, behind the scenes, privately, text messages, anytime I see him in person, it's a good time. He is the hardest working man in fantasy football. I'm just shocked he actually had time for us today and he wasn't at somebody's pro day, some combine, the Super Bowl, the Senior Bowl, the Scott Fish Bowl, any bowl you will find this man at. It's my dog from Player Profiler. Hey, y'all know who he is. Cody Carpentier in the building. I appreciate you guys. You know that. And uh I'm I don't know. I don't know how I'm here right now. I saw you know, I was in the comments the other day with Scott. <laughs> we were just talking some smack uh, about this draft, and then all the next thing I know, I'm here mocking. So, you know, I'm always down to do some mock drafts. Uh, and I appreciate all you guys for having me on as well. Well, this is gonna be a good one, Cody. Thank you for being here. The whole screen is lit. This is the first. This is the first four-man show we've ever done, Jay. This is this yeah. is history here on the show. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Enough with the pleasantries. I don't want to hear any more love. Let's let's pound the table for our players and let's do a super flex mock draft based on the draft capital and landing spots provided by my dog, Jordan Reed from ESPN. We reviewed his mock. On Monday, we have the sheet pulled up. We've got the spots. We've got the capital. Listen, I, at, at this stage of the process, I, I think these are some of the more actionable ways to to disseminate a mock draft to people because you got to start. It's easy to just go down the list and go through our rankings. But now that we actually have some spots, some capital, and you can have some other analysis, this is the best way to do mocks. So I am not going to participate in this one. Jay Rich will be drafting on behalf of DD. Scott, you're your own man. Cody, you're, you're, you're rocking and holding down player profiler. I will be monitoring the comments and just talking shit the whole time uh, with these picks. I have randomly selected the draft order. So, Jay Rich, you will pick 101. Scott Connor, you will pick 102. And Cody Carpentier, you will be picking 103 in this mock. So let's pull up the board just so we can do a quick review. This is what it's going to look like. And as we go... I'll kind of, you know, uh, you know, black it out or whatever. Do I even have editing? Per do I have editing privileges here to even do that? Let me see. I don't can think I do so. I can. I can. I'm good. All right. So yeah, I'll be I'll be doing all of this as we go, and I, I it feels like I already messed something up on here. There we go. I'll be doing this as we go. So are y'all ready to go? Y'all ready? Yes, sir. All right. Let's get it popping. Let's get it popping. Jay Rich. 101, where are you going, Jay? And talk, talk I'm taking, us through it. Well, talk to I'm, give us the give us the flip the pick, the capital okay. and the team. Okay. Give us the pick, the capital, and the team. Where are we going? I'll be taking Bijan Robinson, who were drafted 21st overall to the Chargers. Um, could have easily went with one of the quarterbacks here, but Bijan playing for the Chargers in that Kellamore offense, assuming if this happened, Austin Eckler would be gone. This would be a home run spot for any running back. And I think based on all these mocks, we've seen a lot of running back spots not be as nice as we'd hoped for the talent that we have in this pool of running backs. Bijan goes to the Chargers. He's the easy one-on-one for me. All right, Bijan one-on-one. I don't think you'll hear any kind of argument with that one, Scott, 
you're up. 102? Where do you want to go? Unless Ray is Ray is just asking the question if someone else could potentially go at 101. For the people, I want to ask, Are we? what are the formats we're working with here? Is it just uh, like we're working with tight end premium? I, I got to know that stuff just for later on, so let's okay. get it out of the way Let, now. Yes, yes. Let's say Superflex, uh, PPR, and we'll just say 1-5. 1-5 tight end premium, Scott. We're not going to go too crazy. 1-5 tight end premium. Let's make the tight ends maybe matter to some degree. So 1-5 tight end premium, super flex, PPR, no point per carry, none of that stuff. All right, so with this pick, I think this is a tier, right? You can probably say, man, I can trade down a spot, still get the quarterback I want, or trade down two spots, still get the skill player or quarterback that I want. Right now, I think consensus is C.J. Stroud, QB1. Whether you agree with that or not, I know Cody may not. So Cody's probably sitting here smiling, going, hmm, Nice. You're going to take C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud went 101 to the Panthers here. I'm going to take him at 102. Would love to trade back here, Spot, because I really don't mind going and getting a little extra capital to make another pick, but I'll go C.J. Stroud 102. All right, Bijan and, and Scott, I know you like we, – we put an A-Rich helmet on you uh, to, to start. We put you in the A-Rich helmet. You go Stroud over A-Rich. Just is this – it seems like a good spot. Is it just the simple fact that this is QB1, the landing spot doesn't look as bad as it once did? What, 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 why C.J. Stroud over – you know what? Matter of fact, Scott, don't, don't even answer that. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let's continue with the mock. We'll get to it. Carpentier, you're up. 103, what you doing, big dog? Give me a rich. I know uh, you okay. put on Levis for me. Uh, what? I love Levis. I love what? Levis, but we're going A-Rich right here to the Colts because the Colts is the, the mega landing spot for me for Levis or Richards, and whoever gets that Colts spot, I'm going to be very happy with. Um, I think that the rushing ability is there day one for Richardson, and if they do go this route, they want to win, and I think they're going to force him out there as early as possible, whether that's right or, right or wrong. I don't really care. Shane Steichen has the pedigree with Herbert and Hurts, and I think Richardson uh, is going to succeed in some form or fashion. For fantasy, I'll take it. Have the, the chat likes it. Dynasty Barriers, let's go, Cody. All I want to do is call Cody a damn fraud, man. I thought we yep. set him up. I set him up intentionally at 103 because <laughs> I, I was like, I, <laughs> and he didn't take the bait. I like it, Carpentier. I like the pick. Jay Rich, you are back up 104. What are you doing? I'll be taking Bryce Young, who was drafted second overall to the Texans. Um, I thought about going another direction here, but I will take the quarterback before the receivers. So Bryce Young, easy pick here. After Anthony Richardson, he's the quarterback I would want, and I would probably wait on Levis, especially if he went to the Raiders. All right, Bryce Young rounds out the third quarterback off of the board. We still got a lot of first-round picks, second-round interesting names, third-round even more interesting. But, Scott, you're on the clock here, and uh, I think the draft kind of starts here at 1-5. What are you going to do, Scott, based on these picks, landing spots, and the situation? Yeah, I actually think that this is a pretty uh, pretty nice spot to be because we are in a dynasty market that is extremely wide receiver-centric. Uh, this guy is already wide receiver eight, keep trade cut, I believe. Whether you believe it or not, having a wide receiver in that mold that's already where essentially Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave were at the end of the season, this dude's already there. So I'm drafting the asset Jackson Smith and Jigba who went 12th to the Texans in this mock. 
it's a receiver. We've had tons of conversations in the Discord, and I've done a ton of content on how much do receivers matter if they don't hit an elite tier. But I think I have a really good chance to have an elite asset knowing that he's going to play with Bryce Young's, no, going to be able to get him the ball right away. I think he's going to produce as a rookie, and I'm sitting on an asset that's flexible. Halfway through the year, I probably can trade for a quarterback with this asset. So I'm good with JSN at five. All right, JSN at five. Uh, who's up? Uh, Cody's up. Cody, you're up. 106. Do I even need to say what the pick is? Come on now. I got A-Ridge and I got Will Levis. What are we doing here? Will Levis to the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't love this landing spot as much as I wish I did, um, but if McDaniels does make this pick, then I think it does tell you something that he wants to do with this team, which is eventually move off of Jimmy Garoppolo. The talent is there with Will Levis, and I'm going to bet on the talent every day of the week. He's got Devontae there, and they're starting to – they have some weapons there, and I think that that's good enough for him to eventually take that job over from Jimmy G. So uh, I'll go Will Levis here. And I know kind of as what Scott has mentioned before is the the overall the community is not high on Levis. And that's just the way it is. Um, but I think when a guy like this hits, uh, he's either going to blow out and he's going to be Bortles, right? He might have one good season and he's going to blow out, or he's going to hit and he's going to be up ne- near that Tier 1 or in Tier 1, in my opinion. And if he does, it doesn't matter what the community thinks because that talent is going to rub off on everybody and he's going he's gonna to be worth his weight in gold. So I'm going to go with Will Levis here. Scott, can I ask you a question about Levis? You're talking about a quarterback who has all the physical tools, the size, he can make the throws, he is athletic, he can run, he's not a, he's, he's far from a zero on the ground, and he gets top 10 capital. I mean, I, regardless of what you think about the prospect, your subjective feelings, are we going to play the game that we are smarter than everybody else and be like, I don't want this guy? Why, why would you, Scott, and we've seen this happen time and time again, take a... Uh, second round Jalen Hyatt or running back or a late round small wide receiver over the profile of what you sort of are looking for at the bare nuts and bolts of capital for a quarterback in Superflex. Why would you pass on Will Levis for some receivers not named JSN, Scott? I mean, I don't think I would, and I think there's going to be a lot of people that do not like Will Levis have said publicly on shows or content or written articles saying they will not draft Will Levis, and then they're in these spots, and they go, man, can I really take a receiver I don't feel good about? Can I take a tight end and a a non-premium or even a 1.5 premium where it doesn't matter that much? So I think there's going to be a lot of people that do have to make this pick. Maybe not 106. I like the conviction from Cody. At the same time, though, we're in a quarterback market in Dynasty where, and I'll give a shout-out to Chase and Cody on their new pod that they dropped. It's basically like the big nine and then a couple other quarterbacks and then everybody else. So it's like you're actually, there's a bigger advantage of taking a shot on Will Levis in today's quarterback market than there was even a couple years ago. Even if he whiffs, you know, the shot of hitting on that, like Cody said, is probably the second or third most valuable player in the class if he hits. So I think that's the justification. It's it's not going to test us because we know Will Levis. I think everybody here genuinely likes him more than the market. Yes. There's a lot of people just flat out, I will not draft him. I will take Hendon Hooker over him. I don't care where their yeah. draft capital is. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see who's really doing that in their leagues or just talking about it. Yep. A lot of people talking that shit, man. We'll see who actually does it and takes, uh, you know, uh, a, a second round receiver, a second round Josh Downs over Will Levis. Well, I, I will, I will be patiently waiting for that to actually come to fruition. Jay Rich, you're back up. Where are we at? The one, uh, the one hundred seven spot. 
Where are you going? This is a tough one, Ray, because you have three first-round wide receivers on the board, all within picks 22 to 25. And then there's a running back down in the second round. Am I going to go and take the running back over these first-round receivers? You know what, Ray? I'm going to change things up a little bit. I'm going to take Jordan Addison, who was drafted 23rd to the Minnesota Vikings. And the reason why is because while I've been down on Addison to some degree throughout the process, I think playing next to Justin Jefferson would truly unlock his upside and he would be open more often than you'd expect on pretty much any other roster. And so from that perspective, if they bring him in to be the wide receiver to next to Jefferson with Kirk Cousins, who throws for 4,300 yards and 30 touchdowns almost every season, I think Addison would have a great year next to Jefferson. He would learn from Jefferson. He'd be groomed by him. And that would just be a perfect perfect fit for him. So for me, I think it'd be an easy spot here. It seems a little bit high and kind of a bit of a tear break for me, but I think Addison is probably one of the highest floors and still has a pretty high ceiling in Minnesota. All right, Jordan Addison, Scott, you're up. 108. Is anyone shocked that Jay Rich did not take Quentin Johnson to the Ravens? I mean, that's just (laughs) the prime, prime pick for him. Prime Um, landing spot, my favorite. Yeah, Jay Rich loves that Quentin Johnson and he loves the Ravens. Yeah, all right. So if I held this uh, 111 pick and I like that QJ, I kind of know where Jay Rich is going to go. So I'm going to pass on QJ, even though he's the highest draft capital player on the board. It's tough. There's two. It's a tier of two for me right here. I, I think you got to go Miami landing spot, zone blocking run scheme, Jameer okay. Gibbs, sub 4, 440. Going to Miami, It's I could see people taking him actually up where JSN and Will Levis went, for if sure. not higher, just based on their team build. I'll, a lot of my rosters are probably built on, man, I need a running back. And this landing spot and draft capital is pretty solid. So I'll go Jameer Gibbs. I like it. Jameer Gibbs here. Uh, so he's still a first round player, even though he's a second round draft pick. No shock there. I definitely could see him going in some spots, Scott, at the, as high as the 106, if this were how uh, the draft were to play out. But Carpentier, you're up. Cody, what are you doing? I was in line with both of those guys. I had Addison and uh, Gibbs both ahead of this guy that I'm going to take right here. Um, I was kind of hoping Addison was going to fall to me because uh, I did think that Jay Rich was going to take Quentin as well. Uh, so I'm going to go Zay Flowers here to the Giants uh, at 25. The Giants got a lot of little guys, um, but none of them have the uh, attitude and the mentality of a Zay Flowers or the talent of a Zay Flowers. I know Wandell's pretty good, and, and they just signed Paris Campbell, but give me Zay Flowers in here paired with him and Isaiah Hodgins. I think they probably could use a, a bigger wide receiver. Uh, I know we love Hodgins from last year uh, late in the season, but give me Zay Flowers in New York Giants, 25th overall pick, and I think – uh, you know, as, as long as this mock has him going 25, I think he's going to go a little earlier than 25. But for this case, okay. let's go Zay Flowers. I'm with you, Cody. I think he's going to go a little higher as well, a little higher than 25. I love him. He's got that, you know what, that D-A-W-G in him, right? That dog. He really does mm-hmm. have that ball in the air. It's mine mentality. little older. Doesn't profile as what you traditionally see as an X. And the biggest fallacy out there on Zay Flowers is he's a slot-only guy. Not true. Go look at the data. Go look at his his usage across that offense at BC. And if you want to watch some of the most brutal quarterback offensive line tape out there, go watch Boston College. Uh, It was a bottom 10 offensive line unit. They couldn't pass block. They couldn't run block. It was a miracle that he was able to receive 1,000 yards this season. So... Um, I love the pick, and I love the fit of Zay Flowers in New York. Jay Rich, you are back up at the 110 spot, man. What you doing? I've been set up. I've been set up by this draft, by the three people I'm with. 
And I don't think I'm going to cower it out, Ray. I don't think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to take the man that I really believe in, the man that was drafted in the second round to the Detroit Lions to be the future quarterback for the Lions. And I'm taking Hendon Hooker. I said on the show on Monday, with this landing spot, I think he could go as high as top 10. Everyone said, oh, how could you take him over Quinn Johnston? If he hits, if he plays in that Detroit offense, he could be one of the better quarterbacks we've seen. He was a first-round quarterback before he got hurt. The injury did what it did, but clearly his stock is going up ever since. I would be taking Hendon Hooker here, and I think he really does have a lot of upside with Amra St. Brown and those other weapons in Detroit. He could be really good, man. I know not everyone's in on him, but I think if he did get this capital or potentially higher, he would be worth the pick here, even at 110. First shocker, Hendon Hooker. Scott Connor, you are up at the 111, and if your league mate took Hendon Hooker at the 110, how would you feel at the 111 right now? The the Hooker draft capital is a little concerning. I mean, I've done some research on guaranteed opportunity. He's right on that fringe of, obviously, you're going to say, oh, they use a second-round pick on him. He's guaranteed to get a shot to start. Sometimes that window is very narrow. It's like six games at the end of the year, and then it, it, you're subject to being replaced. So at, I would be happy because I would get uh, Quentin Johnston to the Ravens, who went uh, number 22 overall. Polarizing prospect. People hate the landing spot. But guess what? It's not the same Ravens. They could look totally different in the next year or two. Totally new offense. We don't know about the quarterback situation. I'll just take the talent. Pick 22 is still pretty good capital. Wide receiver two off the board. So he's got to come off here. We can't let him fall to Cody. Cody, I want to ask you, um, because I I truly believe, man, outside of people that work at NFL.com or ESPN and help, maybe even more so than them, you've been just about as dialed in to every one of these damn pro days as anybody out there. A A lot of rumors that QJ, despite the athletic testing, which looked good, did not look good in the receiving drills. And while I don't want to overreact to a pro day, Cody, my whole thing is, dude, you're in shorts and a T-shirt. Catch the effing ball. You know what I mean? Uh, can you just really quickly talk on what you and your people at Roster Roch had, had said or heard about QJ at that pro day at TCU? Yeah, I mean, what <clears throat> what you saw on Twitter, it, it wasn't good. And that's exactly the, the words I got back from Alex, who was boots on the ground at TCU, uh, he's like, man, you got one job. You, 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 everything's dialed up. Exactly what you said yesterday. Everything's dialed up for you to excel. You come in 208 pounds, 212 pounds at the pro day. And the big question for me was, why did you weigh in lighter at the combine, not run at the combine, and then come in way heavier at the pro day? Like I, I would have thought the inverse. Um, but yeah, the, the the speed was obviously not there. What he said he was going to run was in the four fours, low four fours, and then uh, he jumps 40 inches. And then on field stuff, dropping the football. Obviously, he's got eight drops over the last couple seasons and he and he continued to do that at the pro day it's just not putting it all together with the question marks that were already on his uh his plate quentin's i think he's falling overall and uh you know i I love jim Nagy. jim Nagy loves putting out these cryptic tweets about uh where people should be valued where where things are going within the nfl draft and he doesn't put out rankings or anything like that because it's obviously it, it would it would hurt his business um but i think there's some some feel around the nfl that the likes of cedric tillman and jonathan mingo are are, are creeping Uh-oh. into that quentin johnson conversation tell him cody to continue, continue to rise over the course of the next uh you know three weeks and i think that the the tillman and the mingo thing you saw yesterday with lance Zierlein's mock tillman's starting to creep up there and mingo is not and then uh, M- and those- mcshay had mingo in the second in his mock the exactly. other day 
Exactly. So that's uh, I think oh, those are Lord. two things. That I'm starting to put two and two together, and just from what Nagy's saying and what we're seeing and hearing, and uh, yeah, I think that the Johnston thing, he's kind of he's kind of tugging himself down. And at one point, he was looked at as like the only alpha in this class. Yes. And I yes. was like, all right, well, Mingo put a, a, a an alpha uh, pre-draft process together. I guess would be a decent way to say that. And then Cedric Tillman really just hasn't done anything wrong. I don't know, man. It's a uh, it's. It's making this class a little more pukey for me, but yeah. <laughs> all right, Cody. Just a bunch of betas. Yeah, just a, there. There it is, a bunch of betas for Cody. All right, Cody, you're rounding us out. You're at the uh, the one twelve spot. Where are you going? Starting to get, starting to get. You know, I'll, I'll scroll down so you can see. It. You got some Charbonnet, some Bigsby in the third. Tillman in this mock is in the third. A chain at the end of the third. You still got some second round receivers. Uh, where do you want to go, Cody? All right. You said beta. Well, there's no uh, bigger beta when it comes to size uh, right now in this area than Josh Downs coming in at 170, 73 and some, and some change. Carolina, he's going from North Carolina to Charlotte, playing for the Carolina Panthers. Let's go round two, pick 39 overall. I have him as wide receiver three with draft grades right now. Best comparable to Elijah Moore. I think he's got elite burst, and I think he's one of the best route runners in this class. Consistently creates separation, great body control. Yes, he's got a smaller frame, but when you look at the the scheme, of the grand scheme of the last three or four years in the NFL draft, the size of these receivers is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and uh, this whole entire class, the definition of this class is small. So uh, Josh Downs is one of the better ones in this class. I'm going to go with him. All right, Josh Downs rounds out the first round. We got Bijan Robinson, CJ Stroud, A. Rich, Bryce Young, Jackson Smith, and Jigba as your top five. Will Levis, surprise, surprise. Cody Carpentier selects him 106. Jordan Addison, 17. Gibbs, second round in Miami, goes 108. Zay Flowers was a first round pick, according to Jordan Reed. He goes 19. Hendon Hooker, the biggest shock of the first round, 55th overall to Detroit Lions, goes 110. Quentin Johnston and Josh Downs round out the first. All right, Jay Rich. We're, uh, we are back on you at the 112 spot. I'm at the uh, 201 spot. This is linear. We're doing this for real. No snake shit over here. Jay Rich, 201, where are you going? Ray, come on, man. This is easy. There's no one left I want in the second round there. Get the helmet, baby. I'm taking Jack Charbonnet, a guy who doesn't have any size concerns, who could be the dominant ball carrier in Dallas. Once Tony Pollard leaves, he could have an even larger touch share. This is easy. Easiest pick I'll have all draft. I thought about taking him over Hooker, but I thought Hooker wouldn't come back. So I'm taking Charbonnet here, and you guys can have Jalen Hyde in Tennessee, Darnell Washington. This is probably the highest upside pick left on the board, in my opinion. Uh, and Charbonnet would be great in Dallas if he ends up there. Love the fit. Uh, Tony Pollard's still there. He's on a franchise tag. I don't believe that they are going to pay him after this season. We shall see. Uh, but I think they're going to use him, and they'll move on. I love the pick of Charbonnet. I think he could go even higher than this in rookie drafts. For sure. Uh, even higher than this. All right, Scott, you're up. 202, what you doing? Well, a couple things, right? You always say, know your league. I know my mm. league. I know this is only 1.5 tight end premium. Uh, I think we all see the board. This is a good tight end class. There's a lot of them. I don't want to take one here. I also know who's picking ahead of me. So I'm going to take Roshan Johnson, who went in round four to the Chiefs. Oh, okay. Let's go, Scott. Scott, talk a little bit about Roshan as a day three pick. This is a day this is a day three pick, Scott. Day three oh. running back over second round receivers, a first round tight end. You got other players in the third round. 
why Roshan to the Chiefs? Well, this is I did not expect this from you, Scott. So you gotta you gotta give us a little something here. Dog. Well, here's the reality. Uh, I got sniped on Charbonnet. Uh, mm-hmm. The reality is with this mock, the only thing that matters from here on out is running backs. You yep. can take your shots on receivers. You can take a tight end. I'm going to get a good tight end in round three. The format doesn't warrant it. It's a bad mock for looking for just pure capital. I know we are all passing over Jalen Hyatt. We'll see how long he falls, but th- this is where it gets ugly in drafts. And I think people are going to go, well, you know, there's other running backs that might be a little better that had a little better landing spots. Every running back in this range I'm I'm projecting to be Jamal Williams, Devin Singletary. I'm never looking for a starter. I'm looking for a roster construction player that I can throw in there in good opportunity over the next couple years and give me some spot starts. And you said day three, Ray. Honestly, round four is the new round three. Round three is the new round two. The NFL pushes running backs down. I don't care whether you're picked pick 90 or pick 120. It's the same to me. Because why I'm drafting them is the exact same purpose. Yeah, and I'll just say, I think this would be a great landing spot for Roshan Johnson. I think he does everything that Jarek McKinnon can do. He can do that, but he's six foot two, 220 pounds, and he's a little more explosive at this stage of his career. Not talking about Minnesota Vikings' Jarek McKinnon, right? I'm talking about at this stage of their career. I think he would be trusted on third downs with not a problem with Patrick Mahomes, which I, I just— this is a great landing spot. And if this happened, we're doing this today as a mock. If this really were to happen and Roshan were drafted by the Chiefs with their first pick in the fourth round, I think there's a world, Scott. I'm not saying it's – I think there's a world in which he sneaks into the back of the first where somebody, they see the landing spot. Uh, player profiler, you guys have been hyping him up um, from the top of the mountaintops. There's enough big voices that like his game. We like him. I think he was top six, top seven film grade for me. I know he was top ten film grade running back for me. Uh, leadership qualities, all of that shit that you want. He could be a first-round pick in rookie draft. So um, good pick, Scott. Probably snipe Carpentier. Cody, you're up. Who do you want? 203. Yeah, part of me wants to – well, obviously I want to go Roshan. Um, but uh... – so part of me wants to go Kendra, but when I look at what Cleveland has right now, Nick Chubb has an out after next season, yep. and they have Jerome Ford still on the roster. So I don't love this as much as I'd like to. I think he's going to be healthy by the time the season comes around. He said he was going to be healthy at least uh, by training camp, not rookie camp. He said question mark. Um, oh. So I'm going to go Rashi Rice, 77 okay. overall here. The third receiver taken in the third round, back-to-back-to-back picks, Tyler Scott, Cedric Tillman, Rashi Rice goes there at 77 to the Rams. And one thing with the Rams that we've heard them talk about is potentially moving on from Allen Robinson. So if they move on from Allen Robinson, that spot right there is wide open for one Rashi Rice, six foot, 200 pounds. He runs at 4.5. He's got 95th percentile burst. And Rashi, I mean, 1,355 yards last year at SMU. And if Stafford's healthy, I think this is going to be a peachy spot for him to roll up out there and 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 it easily go after 50 60 70 receptions as a rookie um and it's just a guy that's not really getting talked about as much uh got him as a top 10 wide receiver in the class overall uh pretty easily and uh rashi rice here round three i think he could sneak into round two as well all right we got rice at uh at the at the top of the second round we got over 360 people in here hit that thumbs up button subscribe like the content make sure you comment for the algorithm all right Jay Rich, you're back up at the uh, 2-4 spot. Where are you going? 
I'll be taking my boy out of Tulane, Tajay Spears, who I drafted the Commanders at 97 overall. This would be a little ugly to start, I think, with Antonio Gibson still being there. But down the stretch... I think Tajay could earn more touches. I think going into year two, he could get a decent workload, even though Brian Robinson's there. I understand all of that. But all these spots, I think he's someone who does have some pass catching upside. And that's where I do like the spot. Obviously, he's a great runner of the football as well. We saw that firsthand at the Senior Bowl. I could have went Tank Bigsby. I could have went another running back. But I think this is one of the situations where maybe there could be a lot of opportunity for him. Maybe not in year one, but in year two. I'm just not there with the receivers yet. I think to Scott's point, the scarcity still probably leans the running backs, even at this point in the draft. I think that's why I decided to go after Tajay. I think the talents there just ultimately depends on what his opportunity could be. I definitely like the Roshan pick over Tajay just because, again, that Chiefs landing spot and what he could do there is a little bit higher upside for me than what Tajay could do. But getting Tajay at 2-4, I don't think it's a bad spot for him with this draft capital. All right, Scott, you're up. Are you going to stop the slide of a top 45 receiver in this draft? Are you going to continue to push him down the board? What are you doing, Connor? It is tempting. It is one of those spots where you're just like, there's nothing enticing about Jalen Hyatt to the Titans with this capital. Someone's going to take him just based on the capital. I, I can't stress enough in this format, tight ends do not matter. Unless you can tell me which one of these tight ends is going to crack the Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, TJ Hawkinson range or better. I don't want to waste a rookie pick. Now I'm going to look back in a couple of years and probably go, man, I wish I would have taken this tight end or that tight end. But as long as they're going to continue to fall, Scott, I, I said it's tight end premium. I said it's one five matter. tight you, you, end premium. You know, you know Scott's a one seven five guy. What that's when his, that's when he gets going. How does how does one five tight end premium not matter? Are you kidding me? It it, it matters from the extent of you're getting the positional advantage only, which is typically like top eight or better. I'm not projecting Luke Musgrave to be a top eight tight end. If he does get there, fine. Uh, but there, there's just a lot of options that could get there, and I don't know what the landscape's going to look like in a couple years. So I'm just going to continue with the process. I'm not taking a round three receiver. You know I don't like those. Uh, so we're just going to go down the line. I don't think this is a great fit. I'm kind of interested in this fit with Travis Etienne, but I'll just go Tank Bigsby oh, and pick 88 okay. to Jacksonville. Okay. All right, Tank Bigsby, pick 88 to Jacksonville. It is an interesting fit. Uh, I like Tank quite a bit. I'm a big Tank Bigsby fan. At one point, long, long ago, uh, the argument was Tank Bigsby versus B. Sean Robinson versus Jameer Gibbs as RB1 in 2023. And look at where we're at. All right. Tank Bigsby at the 2-5 spot. Uh, Cody, you're up at 2-6. Where are you going, my man? I love me some Tank Bigsby, but I'm going back to the guy that I mentioned a minute ago. Let's go Kendra here. Kendra's falling All a right. little bit too far for me. I think Kendra in an ideal landing spot, he's one of the guys that in three weeks we could look back on and he could have a range of outcomes as far as draft capital from, I think, in the 40s all the way to the 120s and the 130s. He went 126 in this draft. Like I think this, the range of outcomes for him is is, is huge. Uh, we saw where Javante went a couple years ago. I think it was in the 40s. And I think, you know, that's I think that's a possible outcome for him in the NFL draft. So I think when you're looking at drafts, this one specifically with him at 120, I think it makes sense. I got him here at, what, 206? I'm yep. cool with this. I think there's a world where he does move up into the 110, 111, 112 conversation, though. Uh, I love the talent with Kendra. Not 21 years old yet. Uh, oh. He runs like a truck. Touched on every single game last year. And some would say he took the job from J- Zach Evans. Some would say he wouldn't. Regardless, Zach Evans left, and uh, Kendra took that next step. So I love him. Cody, do you think had he been able to show his stuff through the pre-draft process, we'd be talking about him as a potential set with that size? He is explosive. I, I don't know what anybody. I mean, I'm not. 
I'm not saying he's Bijan Robinson or I'm not saying he's he's Devon A chain, but he's not a slug. He's physical. He can catch the ball. Had he not been hurt, would we be talking about him as potentially uh, where Zach Charbonnet is as RB three in this class, as high as there potentially top five back. Uh, I- yeah, I think it's 100%. I, I kind of had him in that 4-5-1 range as far as expectation goes, but I thought there was a world where he could have ran faster than that. There wasn't a lot of receptions, but you remember you go back a year, Kenneth Walker didn't catch a lot of passes either. Javante, a couple years ago, I think it was like 25 or 30 in that range, uh, as well as playing with Michael Carter. And and I, I just think they're... You know, I talking to Alex Dunlap, and before the pro day, the, the TCU pro day, there was question marks whether he would run or not at the combine. He said he wouldn't. Um, he said that he would have him number two overall in the class at running back if wow. he knew there was testing for Kendra Miller. And I think you're hard-pressed not to have him in that conversation. I have him at four um, ahead of Charbonnet, uh, but that's just because I'm, I'm a little lower on Charbonnet than the general public, and I and I trust talent and, and upside more so with Kendra than I do with Zach Charbonnet. But, um, yeah, I think there's a world where Kendra is in the conversation for – Two uh, with Gibbs, um, if he did test and if he is a you know a four four eight four four nine guy and, and he proves that he can catch the ball in the backfield at this pro day and all this other bullshit that we're not going to see and not going to get to see, we just have to project. Um, but yeah, I think the talent is the talent is warranted. Yep, Kit Jasmine said there's collusion going on on the Wake Up Show. We have been accused of colluding because uh, Dalton Kincaid is still. Not picked, and I doubt he's going to come off the board. Next, Jay Rich, you're up at 2-7. What are you doing? I'm going to be going with one of your favorite picks, Ray. Um, A guy that you don't even like that much, but you know the community likes him. And I think with this landing spot, there is actually some early opportunity potential for Zach Evans, who was drafted in the fifth round to the Denver Broncos at 139. We've talked about Javante Williams. Why are you going to do that to me, Ray? Let me explain myself. Let me explain myself. There's not a lot of running backs that I love here, but the and I could have went Izzy, who probably could have been the pick. He was drafted a little bit later, but I do think there is a world where Javante Williams goes the J.K. Dobbins route and isn't even necessarily available for week one. So if we have Samaj Piran and Zach Evans as the only backs in the backfield, he could be the opening week starter for the Denver Broncos in a Sean Payton-led offense, which has been great for fantasy. And if that happens, his value would shoot through the roof. So even in a in kind of the mid-second here, I don't think it's crazy if this ultimately came to fruition. People will say it's crazy now. People will dog me in the comments. But I think based off of what's left, I think this is one of the higher upside picks that you could flip pretty early in the season if you wanted to. Ugh. 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 All right. All right. It's it's Here we go. We're going down that path now. Get your guy season. Scott, you're up. Uh, Zach Evans, just of the fifth round Zach Evans off of the board. Where are we going? The the slide has got to stop at some point. What are we doing? Scott, what are we doing? Don't do it. Well, I think the slide's going to stop. I don't know if it's the player you think I'm going oh, to draft. But I just want to throw this out to everybody that's watching. Oh. The the order that we're picking the running backs here is completely subjective. Cody yeah. has his ranked. I have my preferences. Jay Rich has his. But just understand that this second round is where you are drafting essentially the fresh versions of handcuff running backs. Like it or not, I'm not looking again at any of these guys to be a starter. People go, oh, that landing spot means he might be the bell cow by week eight. Like that is flawed logic in today's dynasty game. So just understand if you have second rounders, that's going to be running back range, but you got to know your league. You got to know if you got Cody in the league, he's going to go Roshan if he's there. Eric Vanek's going to go Kendra Miller higher than everybody yep. if he's there. You just got to know your league mates. I'm going to take Michael Mayer though. He's a first round pick. 
this is where I will start taking shots on potentially hitting on a difference-making tight end. If I miss, I still probably end up with a Dawson Knox-level type player where I'm still having some use for him. So I'll go Michael Mayer. But this is about the earliest I'll take a tight end. I see a lot of people in the comments going, where's the tight ends? I think this is where I'll start taking them. In a lot of leagues, they'll be gone. All right, we've cleaned the board. All the first-round picks are gone. Everybody's selected in the first round. We've completely cleared that board. And we had our first tight end off of the board in Michael Mayer, who was picked 29th overall to the New Orleans Saints. All right, Cody, you're up at the, uh, where are we at? Two, eight, two, nine spot. Two, nine spot. You're up, buddy. Give me a Banacanda. Give me Ooh. a Banacanda. Okay. The athleticism is there. I think I'd be doing myself, and I think I'd be doing player profile or disservice if I did not bring up a Banacanda right here at the 209. Uh, Matt yesterday decided to get over his high horse and uh, put him up at the 111 spot. He's like, I think he should be a first-round pick. I said, eh, nah, 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 nah. pull back a little <laughs> bit. 439 at the pro day, 216 pounds, not 21 years old yet. <laughs> Uh, 46% college dominator. Obviously, that 1,400-yard season last year with a couple of receptions. I think he had 12. Uh, he reminds me of a little bit of a Ronald Jones, a little bit of a Melvin Gordon type with his running style. Um, I think he's a little little, little messy, kind of like an Isaiah Pacheco from last year, but I think he's going to get some, some better draft capital than the Pachecos or the Kenny and Wongus of the last couple seasons. So uh, Israel Abanacanda paired up here with Cam Akers. Uh, I'm in. Okay, Izzy Abanacanda here at the, uh, he was fifth round to the Rams, like Cody said. He's, he is better than Kyron Williams. I promise you that. <laughs> I promise you that. All right, um, Jay Rich, you're up at 210. What are you doing, big dog? I think I'm going to be taking Jalen Hyatt here. I think the Finally. slide has to stop Jesus. for Jalen Hyatt, 41st overall to the Titans. But I have a legitimate question for all of you. Wow. Because this, to me, is a, is an actual debate. Is there a world where you would take Marvin Mims, drafted 62nd overall, to the Eagles over Jalen Hyatt, who went 41st overall to the Titans? Because the Titans don't throw the ball, and the Eagles throw the ball quite a bit. Even with 230 target guys, we still saw Quez Watkins get over 60 targets last year. And if Mims fills that role on the Eagles, there's a world where he gets more targets than Jalen Hyatt does. Let's start with you, Ray. Is there any, do you think that it would be crazy to take Mims over Hyatt if this was the capital that ultimately shook out? I'm very high on Mems. He's a top five receiver for me in the class. I love the landing spot from an NFL fit, a fantasy fit. I mean, realistically, he's like fifth on the pecking order. It's A.J. Brown. It's Devontae Smith. It's Dallas Goddard. Then it's Jalen Hurts running the ball. And then it could be Marvin Mems. Um, I'll just take the cop-out answer and say probably a better best ball asset than having them plug him in your roster spot, in your lineup, and guessing – the week, because because listen, there's there's moments where Quez is catching a deep bomb, right? And you only need one of those, right? And I think Marvin Mims probably a little better receiving profile than than Quez Watkins. I know that's your guy, Cody. I would not take Mims over Hyatt if Hyatt was the forty first overall pick. I just I get it. We, we we don't like Tennessee, but you know what? They literally have nobody at receiver. It's Traylon Burks, and that's it. Nick Westbrook, Akine. Um, uh, uh, Kyle Phillips, uh, no, thank you. I, I, I would take Jalen Hyatt. I would take Jay to get him at the at the two eleven two ten. This is the latest I've ever seen him go. Oh yeah, this is the latest I've ever seen him go. This is, you know, uh, I'm just 
I, we've done this before. Remember how awful Seattle's situation was last year? Fade all yep. Seahawks. You don't want anybody in Seattle. You don't want any of these players. And you look up and you're like, damn, wish I had me some of that Tyler Lockett and wish I had some of those pieces of that offense. So, But what I'll say Ray. about that, though, Ray, and where I disagree to some degree, is that we knew they were good players and we faded them anyways versus we don't know if these are good players and we're fading them because all of right, the situation. All right, all right, all right. That's fine. I'm not in this mock. This is not my mock. This is y'all's mock. All right. Jay Rich took Hyatt. Scott. You're up 211. What are you doing? Are you taking a seventh round running back here over uh second round tight ends? What are you gonna do? No, but you you and Jay Rich both mentioned the magic words best ball. This is not best ball. Again, if you're okay. talking lineup theory, <laughs> totally oh, different. Here's the shit talking in real life. Okay, great. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, it, it and Jay mentioned 60 targets for Marvin Mims. Is that fun yeah. in a start 10 <laughs> lineup league? No, it's absolutely no, it's dog shit. So you're looking at this going, if it's best ball, yeah, the board is totally going to change. You probably feel a lot better about these picks if it's best ball because there's a lot of receivers. Line up, I'm just hammering another running back. Uh, late round three capital, we're going to go Devon A-Chain to San Fran. Oh, Rule of thumb, just draft any San Fran running back. Whether you like him or not, just take him. He's got the speed. He's different than what they have right now on the depth chart, so I'm going to go Devon A-Chain, even though people are going to love or hate the landing spot. It's crowded, but it's a good landing spot from a scheme standpoint. All right, Devon Crowded. A. Chain. Devon A. Got Chain a Hall of two. Famer at the top. Yeah, you got a Hall of Famer at the top and then a lot of shaky assets after that. All right, uh, Cody, round us out at the 212 spot. Really quickly, though, I want to ask Scott this question. Uh, I'm assuming you have a list made of, of these guys in, in how you prefer them. That's kind of how I portrayed this whole mock here. How much further would you have let uh, Jalen Hyatt go? Wouldn't have to know my league because he's not a player people like. It's a landing spot people hate. This one and right here. This I, one right here. How many more? How many more picks would you wait it? Because I was gonna, I was gonna play chicken for like six more picks. Damn. I probably I would would him. not have taken him in the second round. So I would have passed wow. him up yeah. on this. Pick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. Um, all right. Would so you have I'm taken here him at, here? No, I think you're saying, no. saying I would have yeah. played. Ch- I, I, I got wow. ahead of him still. Shit. All right. Damn. Overdrafted. Know your league with people. Know your league. <laughs> Damn, Jay Rich. Damn. Damn. <laughs> All right. Who's up, Cody? All right. So we're here at yep. the 212, and there's a couple of running backs I'd like, but there's a couple of running backs with some uh, mediocre line spots at best. I'm going to go Jaden Reed. Jay mm. Reed right here, 78th overall to the Green Bay Packers. I think the Green Bay Packers, uh, they want to put some weapons around their boy Jordan Love, and I think that uh, some guy named Jaden Reed would fit very well, very, very well in that uh, Samore Torre now and old Randall Cobb rule uh, I do instead too. of Christian Watson. I love that spot for Jaden Reed. He's an absolute dog, an absolute menace, and I think that uh, putting him in Green Bay is a very low-key spot for him to blow up because Watson has what he has. Dobbs is not good, and I think Jaden Reed is a guy that could just reel in the targets uh, in Green Bay with Jordan Love. This is an interesting one. I, I'm with I you, do, Cody. I, I do think that Green Bay, unlike what they did for Rodgers, they're probably going to try to load Jordan Love up with weapons. Whether they're good or bad, we'll find out. But I do think him in that slot role in Green Now, Jaden Reed is not just a slot, but it, operating in that kind of role right away – I think it would be pretty good for him. I think it would be pretty good for him. And I've been on record, Cody. I think Jordan Love's going to be a lot better than people expect. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying he's going to be some all-pro fucking player from day one. But a lot of people think he's going to be a dog, a zero, nothing. 
And I think he's going to be a little bit better than people expect. So we'll see. I like the pick. You rounded out the second round for us. We had Zach Charbonnet, Roshan Johnson, Rasheed Rice, Tajay Spears, and Tank Bigsby, one through five. Kendra Miller, Zach Evans. Our tight end seal was broken by Scott Connor. Taking Michael Mayer at 2-8. The speed freak, 20-year-old Izzy Abanacanda at 2-9. Jalen Hyatt, 41st overall, slides almost out of the second round. Devon A-Chain at the 49er goes 2-11. And Jaden Reed at the 2-12 spot. It has been easy so far for all of you. These are the names that we know. These are the rounds that really matter. So we're going to pick it up. I'm not going to do the sounder. Y'all have the landing spots and capital behind you. Let's get through this third round and, cr- and crush out the fourth. Let's go, Jay Rich. Where are you going? 3-1. I'll be taking Eric Gray, who got drafted in the fifth round of the Saints at 146. We expect Alvin Kamara to be suspended. I think there is a lot of upside with Gray. We saw some him do some disgusting things at senior bowl practices. He's just got elite elite athleticism to some degree when he's on the field his movement skills are something like we saw pretty much from only Tajay Spears while we were there so I think he does have a pretty good ceiling can catch passes still a great runner of the football not a ton of ceiling in New Orleans but I think there could be some early opportunity there and I really do like the player a lot so I will be taking Eric Gray top of the third round here all right Scott three two well I see the comments and I think uh, I'll get crushed if I don't take Dalton Kincaid here decent landing spot He's got Jimmy G. He's competing with Austin Hooper and OJ Howard. So I'll go Dalton Kincaid. If anything, he's a player that maybe he pops early like Greg Dulcich and I can sell him because I, I don't really think there this tight end class, you're getting a, a just a shot at a possible top eight tight end, but there's literally five or six options that I like. So I just don't want to be the first one taking him, but he slid too far getting picked 38 overall to the Raiders. So Kincaid 302. Is the back injury starting to concern y'all a little bit with Kincaid? Cody, is it starting to concern yes. you a little bit? Scott, yeah. you as well. And we reported yep. that he was supposed to be at the Senior Bowl, back issues, couldn't do anything at the Combine. They, he said that he hopes to be ready by OTA minicamp. We'll see. Um, and he's 24 years old. So there you go for Dalton Kincaid. All right, Cody, you're up 3-3. Three, three. Where are you going? All right, New England needs an alpha. I and, like uh, it. Cedric Tillman, nice. like I mentioned before, yep. he needs to, he's going to start rising up through the NFL mocks, and he's going 76th right here to the New England Patriots. Jim Nagy's been preaching for Cedric Tillman for over a year. Jim Nagy knows Bill Belichick, and Cedric Tillman at this point in the game is better than Devontae Parker. All right. I like it. I, I, it's funny because I think he would be the Devontae Parker, but better than Devontae Parker. Does that make yeah, sense? 100%. Like, yeah, 100%. does that make sense? Okay. I like. That. I really do like that pick. I was looking at Tillman uh, at the back of the second. All right, Jay Rich, you're up 3-4. I'll be taking Big Wash, Darnell Washington, who was drafted the Packers at 45 overall. I think this is a really good sweet spot for a tight end if you need one. I mean, we faded it probably a little bit more than we had to, but again, you could probably still get a tight end at this 3-4 spot, depending on how your league drafts, even in a 1-5 premium. He's just going to be a good player. He'll, he'll catch touchdowns. He'll probably block a lot, even in Green Bay, because they do like to run the ball. But I think that Jordan Love will love him, especially in the red zone. So he still has a pretty good ceiling there. All right, Scott, 3-5. Three, 3-5, five. Three, five, I'm going to continue the, uh, the tight end run here. Two good landing spots. Two of the top four Raz tight ends in the draft with Sam Laporta and Luke Musgrave available. This is real tough for me. I'm sitting here in a Bengals jersey. And I'm kind of wondering which one. Go with one your heart, Scott. I, I, you know what? I'm going to lean. I am going to lean Luke Musgrave. Got slightly higher draft capital. Went to the Chargers. 
it's a 50 50 spot in terms of they're both going to great offenses with great quarterbacks similar draft capital just looking at luke musgrave aside from his college production which really doesn't track that great in terms of predicting nfl tight end production if there is a guy that could become the Mark Andrews or Dallas Goddard of this class, I think it's Musgrave. It's a it's an upside shot, but I'll take him. And I, I do agree with the comments. They wouldn't fall, but this the point of doing this mock was for me to illustrate just what the expectations are for rookie tight ends. And if you hit yeah. on a tight end and they become Cade Otten, what do you really have other than a roster clogger unless you have very specific roster construction to have like a platoon with him and another guy? So that's the reason for the tight ends to fall, but I agree with the chat. People will be taking these guys in the mid-second because they do not want running backs that they don't love. Yep. All right. Uh, Cody, you're up 3-6. All right. The fall of Marvin Mims ends here. I got him best credit to Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I think he's highly underrated still. Uh, get have him going off at 62 right here in the NFL draft. I think that's a proper area for him. And like you mentioned before, I think he's an upgrade over Quez Watkins. As much as I love Quez Watkins, I already hit on that. That's already a yep. right answer. He was an underrated guy, and it's time to upgrade that position with Marvin Mims. Like it. All right, Jay Rich, 3-7. Yep, can't be dropping touchdowns in the Super Bowl. I will be taking Sam Laporta here, tight end to the Bengals, who went at 60. Uh, again, I like the landing spot. He's not going to get a ton of targets. There's still Chase, there's still Higgins, but he could be the third option in that offense potentially, and I really like what Sam Laporta did at Iowa. He could get targets pretty early and often, and they need a tight end there. So if Laporta goes there, it'd be a pretty good fit and probably some pretty good opportunity out the gate for a tight end. All right, Scott, you're up. Oh, man, there's another tight end that I would consider taking here, uh, but I'm going to pass just for the sake of not being the tight end guy when I'm sitting here in the draft <laughs> saying I don't like tight ends in this format. Again, it's all about where do you want to take your shots. It's not early round two or mid round two. Uh, this is going to be one of those uh, kind of galaxy brain picks that I know the community would love a lot more than probably anybody here on the panel. Uh, but pick 163 to my Cincinnati Bengals, Sean Tucker. Oh! oh I don't okay. love Sean Tucker, but... The community loves Sean Tucker. The people like Sean Tucker, and they will like the landing spot to Cincinnati with Sean Tucker. So I think he comes off the board earlier than this. I, he probably goes ahead of A-Chain and probably ahead of some of the other running backs that have taken just simply because of his name. Mm, all right, Sean Tucker to Cincinnati. He was a fifth-round pick, according to Reed's mock, right? Fifth-round pick. All right, uh, Carpeteer, you are up, my dog. There's been talks and there's been conversations of uh, Gabriel Davis being traded from the Buffalo Bills. Ooh. Ooh. I'm not doing it. I'm okay. not doing it. Cody. Kayshawn Booty right here, baby. <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Give me DJ more light. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Booty, but he, again, is, is just cresting 21 years old. And I think you get him in Carolina behind an Adam Thielen and maybe not year one, but we're in the we're in the latter half of a round three in a rookie mock right now. Kayshawn Booty, who was once considered uh, the number one wide receiver in this class, is on the board here with uh, a, wide, a quarterback, C.J. Stroud, with weapons around him and Chark and Marshall and, and Adam Thielen, a true veteran. I think that's only up and up for Kayshawn Booty. If he's going to hit, he's going to hit in this situation. You know, for his disastrous as his pre-draft process has been, if he gets third-round capital and he goes to Carolina, I do think it's a good. I think it's a it's a good spot for him. Low expectation, probably nothing 
in year one, maybe yeah. some flashes. But I do think being behind a Thielen, having a Chark, having a strong coaching staff, which Carolina has assembled, would be good for him. And he is the player. As Scott's been saying, know your league. He does anything. Anything is a rookie. People would be like, I told you. I, you know, yep. he just had it was a shit year. This is still a good player. Uh, you'll be able to sell on sentiment alone. So I do like that pick quite a bit here. And you're at the back of the third. Who gives a shit, right? All right, exactly. Jay Rich, you're up. 310, last pick in the third. I will be taking Chase Brown, running back, who went to the Giants at 160. Uh, Saquon Barkley, a player who's had only two healthy seasons his entire career, coming off one with some of the most touches he's had. I think there could be potential for some downside here with um, Saquon Barkley, as much as I love him, he's been a bell cow. He gets a ton of work, and there could be a potential injury down the line. And having his direct backup would be advantageous because we know the Giants like to run the ball. I think at that point they would lean on Daniel Jones. But having a guy who could potentially start if there was a Barkley injury late third, I think it's pretty good. And Chase Brown obviously was phenomenal in the Big Ten this year. We saw him at the Senior Bowl. He was kind of okay, but rose his stock at the Combine when he ran that 4-4. So I think there is some upside with Brown if he does go to the Giants because they need a running back behind Saquon, and I think he could fill that role pretty well. All right, we are going to stop after round three. I told these guys I'll keep them to an hour. They got work to do, real world stuff. So this is your last pick, Scott. Where are you going? And don't make it like this is my last pick, so I'll just take Deuce Vaughn. Just per the per the exercise, per the board, where would you go um, in this situation at 311? Where would I go? If it was my draft, I'd be just looking running back. I'm probably looking to add a body. I don't love this player. I loved him before all of his testing, but he did get, honestly, better draft capital than I think he will get in here going 124 to Baltimore. We've seen how many running backs have gotten opportunity with Baltimore in the last couple of years. Uh, he is a good pass catcher, so that's another thing that he's got for him. I don't know what that offense is going to look like under Todd Munkin, but I'll go Kenny McIntosh, who went 124 to the Ravens. He caught passes in college. I'll just take a shot on that at this spot. So that's my last pick. Boring. I know if I had to go another direction, I probably would have gone Luke Schoonmaker because I do like that Dolphins landing spot. But I'll just go with the running back process pick, Kenny McIntosh. All right, Cody, round us out with your final pick, third round. Give us the capital. Give us the player. Give us the team. All right, I know you're going to like this one. Pick 113, best comparable to Josh Palmer, close comparable to Terrence Williams, six foot one, 216 pounds. The true number two with the Atlanta Falcons, Michael Wilson. Oh, I love Michael Wilson. Wilson. Great senior bowl. Going into the senior yeah. bowl, everyone was like, Elijah Higgins, Elijah Higgins. And now it's like, tight end. No, Michael <laughs> Wilson is the dude. Started to break out as a sophomore, got hurt the next year, and just kind of slowly, slowly progressed and got back. Uh, I think the NFL loves Michael Wilson, and I love Michael Wilson. And I think you put him in Atlanta on the other side of Drake London. You got Kyle Pitts there. I think it's a spot where in fantasy, yeah, maybe you don't love it as much. I just love it as far as team building goes and as far as opportunity because if there's a game or a world where Drake London ever gets hurt, I think Michael Wilson can slot into to a, a hybrid alpha role uh, for a, an extended amount of time, maybe not a full-time or for the next four or five years, but I think he's a guy that could full, fill in and be a high-end wide receiver too if there was never an injury to a Drake London type. And I, I just want to um, I want to call out a couple of players to y'all before we get out of here. Um, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, uh, fourth-round pick to the Minnesota Vikings. Would there be any interest from anybody on the panel in the fourth round of taking a shot on a, 
on a quarterback like DTR, uh, and I don't know who's watched DTR. He's got a lot of talent, quite raw. Any 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 interest in some DTR from any of you guys in round four? Just quick, quick rapid fire. Maybe late, but I see him in practice every day, right, Ray? Cody's shaking his head. Cody's shaking his head. No. Scott, you're saying no. Cody? Nope. I like the arm strength and the arm talent, but he's just too slight for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, could I interest anybody in some Tanner McKee in the fourth? Any Tanner McKee? Okay. That's no. a consensus no. Um, a, a name that has not been talked about at all, but Dallas, uh, everyone's pumping up Hendershot and Ferguson. But if Britton Strange gets fourth round capital, which that was Dalton Schultz draft capital, I believe that was Jake Ferguson's draft capital, would there be any interest in a Britton Strange to Dallas, knowing Dak likes to feed the tight end? Any interest in Strange? Not for me, no. I don't, I don't mind it. There's other tight ends I'd take ahead of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Tank Dell, top of the fourth to the Saints. Mm, probably that's not. A, that's that's a tough sell for me, just because he kind of aligns in the. He's a great route runner like Olave. It's just it, is he Ted Ginn? Like he's got. I don't know. It's a tough tough world. Okay, and let's just go dive deep. Seventh round. Chris Rodriguez, Evan Hull, any of those guys you guys want in the fourth? Are those probably more so waiver wire kind of guys? Well, I might take I'm a only shot taking running backs. backs. Yeah, yeah, maybe so, a tight end, but I'm mostly just picking running backs. So yeah, go, anybody that was drafted at running back, I'll take in the fourth. All right, yeah, I, I I like Evan Hull there to the Packers as a stash, just because uh, Aaron Jones is getting aged and he kind of fits in that same mold. All right, last two I'm going to ask about. We have to do it because he lands on the Chiefs. A.T. Perry in the third. Nobody touched A.T. Perry in the third. Carpentier, you got some interest in some A.T. Perry to Kansas City. He's another one that's just getting completely ignored, isn't he? And I think he's got a little Jerry Judy to his game. Um, He's a top 20 guy for me at the wide receiver position. I thought his frame was going to be 6'5". It's not. It's 6'3", and it's right at that 200-pound range. So I, I like him a little more than I thought I was going to. Ran that 4'4'7". He's interesting to me, but, yeah, yeah 97's pretty decent pretty decent capital. So Can, can I give I you guys one, one more? And he's white. He's a good route runner. He can catch yes. the ball. Yes. And he goes to yes. the Rams here yes. uh, in, the, uh, in the sixth round. Can I interest anybody in some Charlie Jones here in the fourth? Someone's got to be the new Cooper Co- Cup, right? Cody, he's got. Listen, I don't make the rules. I just play the game. He's 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 Charlie Jones. He goes to the Rams. He's a technician. I like Charlie Jones quite a bit. I'll just say that. And then my final uh, player that I'm going to say is Jay Rich. I'm so disappointed that you did not take Jonathan. Well, Mingo. okay, hold on. Let me let me give my analysis here. He was my 401, and then someone decided we were cutting off the draft at three yes, rounds, and I I'd did. already taken my 310 pick. I'm he sorry. would have been the 401. I, unfortunately, the people didn't get what they wanted. He's going to be a day two pick. It's just, it's going to happen, people. It's going to happen. Okay. Love the kid. For fantasy, we'll see. All right. All right. Well, that is the show. We went through three rounds of Jordan Reed's mock with landing spots. I appreciate everybody for tapping into this stream. If you are out there and you are not following Cody, uh, make sure you do that. All right. Everything that he's doing over at Player Profiler, I'm telling you, 
Uh, Cody, I mean this sincerely, man. One of the hardest working people in this industry. Follow him at Carpentier NFL. And then y'all know, man, Destination Dynasty, Dynasty and Chill, Scott Connor. Y'all know who he is. Y'all know what he's about. Make sure you follow him at Charles Chill FFB. Uh, uh, I was going to say Charles and Jay Rich. Jay Rich, thank you so much for uh, representing for Team DD here today. Did I do good? You, you were laughing a, at me before the stream. We'll, we'll talk after the show. Okay, Post-show po, post production, we'll talk about it. But thank y'all, everybody, for tapping in. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the thumbs up button. Like the content. Enjoy the rest of your week. And make sure you wake your asses up on Monday. I'm out of this thing. Peace. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Devi. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel, and if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me and the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's All Gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.